Welcome back once again to the Pre-Game Effect Podcast. My name is Ian. I'm joined as always by Dom and Luke. How's it going, fellas? What up, what up? Hey, it's going good. How you doing? Doing all right. Been uh, been a busy as hell month between the new job and then getting everything ready for our wedding party. I have barely had time to like scratch my ass, let alone do stuff. So hopefully uh, the other things are washing your hands. <laughs> well, it's fine. I don't have time to scratch my ass. I don't need to wash my hands. You say that, but you're the only one going to RCQs. Yeah. I went to RCQ. Me. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> all the other ones I can make aren't until July. It's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's been, it's just been kind of nuts. So, you know, we're, like we're trying to get an episode or out, you know. I feel like there was uh, a couple weeks ago, like we could, nothing had happened. <laughs> so some stuff has finally happened. So we can talk about things now. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, I guess we're just kind of jumping right into it. You know, I was finally able to play a little bit of magic. Um, I went and visited uh, some buddies of ours live in Indianapolis and of the days I was able to go, um, they played Pioneer, and I haven't played Pioneer since pre-COVID. Um, so, there's been a few bands since then. There's there's been a couple couple new cards, couple bands, you know, yeah, a bunch of different. I shit don't like think that. your deck's relevant anymore. Yeah, so, See, that's why I handed him one. It, it wasn't really <laughs> at the time anyway, but yeah. So here, let uh, Ian let me borrow um, Rakdos Sacrifice. It was dope. I mean, I, I missed some triggers, but here and there, but like talking to my opponents and it was especially because like people I've never met before, it wasn't like a local thing for me. I just don't know these people. I'll probably never see them again. Um, you know, but we roll up there and they're trying to have like a little, like, you know, uh, little just like talk here and there. And I'm like, yep, haven't touched the format in a couple of years. I honestly haven't played in magic and, a month or so really so let's go and here's this deck with all of these things that i have to keep track of immediately yeah yeah um, it's the all foil 17 triggers anytime you do anything deck yeah here you go at so, least you borrowed the deck from ian and not from like one of our, the other couple guys in our friend group so it was in english yeah that's mostly true. yeah there was a mayhem devils were not in english i had to double check those <laughs> or, one of them or the ashiaks on the board so, but I mean, it was, uh, it was a fun time. Ended up going two and one. I had fun with enough fun to like kind of start looking at pioneer stuff. Cause one of our LGS is switched off of only having pioneer shit on Saturdays. So did that, uh, Sunday I went and supported a, new store in the area it's like maybe 35 minutes away someone wants to try and get legacy playing out there so they were like we need as many legacy people to come out here and play test um sign your name and just kind of like show that like we can get some support out here so did that i think they had like 13 people that was oh, the first, bad. first game of legacy i've played in a while again 
for a um, brand new store never doing this before 13 people's good yeah now i think there was some of like, i mean I, like i said i traveled almost 40 minutes for it because but i was like i want to support while i can now i can't commit to every week mm, but yeah to get it going you know um and it was enough to where uh the guy had announced today that they're going to start doing weekly legacy i, I want kind of want to buy weekly so no one gets burnt out where they're going to do weekly legacy proxies allowed 10 bucks starting on one on sundays and i was like okay that's sure dope. yeah I'll, that's so gonna, super doable for a lot of people exactly yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was one of those things where like sitting there and talking about it where this they were describing it and it like it makes sense and it now thinking about it kind of sounds bad the people who have legacy cards like have jobs you yeah. know like it sounds yeah. bad but it doesn't but like it's just what it is like they have I mean, I think responsibilities that's just, you know that's it's, just the world we live in yeah, yeah. so the format tends to have people playing it who are older who have been in the game for longer build yeah. up their collections over time and it just so happens that most of us are in our 30s now and mm. it's like or even older so it's it's difficult to do things during the weeknights yeah. especially when people like like how many people we know who play legacy have two or more kids yeah like for sure most of them so i feel like i feel like that's good when football starts rolling around i think it'll be a whole different story um but to at least get them started um it, it was really cool to see the like the local community kind of like reach out and help this thing too like i understand you know 13 people okay is that a huge amount no but there was enough to like get them started and you know a friend of the show rob who runs uh buffalo chicken legacy was like if there's an event i'll start sharing it you know so if they start making an event or something if they decide to do a little bigger one he said he was going to start pushing it out there to maybe people will drive a little longer and we can get bigger you know a bigger numbers there and i was like that's it was just really cool to see that happen you know and, yeah um, and i mean if you're driving 40 minutes i'm guessing it means it's like out in the burbs so i mean that makes was 13 snow? people pretty good for us yeah, that's that's kind of out in the burbs yeah, yeah. so just not cleveland burbs <laughs> yeah, yeah so it, like i said it wasn't bad uh especially you know gonna be on a sunday or something yeah i can head out there I'm going to try and make it this Sunday too. I think I have to work earlier, but now I'm just going to try and go in earlier to get out and I'll be 10 minutes closer that way or whatever. So mm-hmm. going to try and do that. Uh, I was also just chatting with people I haven't seen in a while. And one of the guys, the guy that I played against um, as a local, we've played for a while. He invited me on Facebook like some time ago to this it was like this random like format or something. I thought we all got invited and I thought everyone just like added it and whatever. Turns out I'm the only one who hit accept or something, or this is the only person to get added. Um, and it's like, to me, it was like, okay, here's another random format that I can't afford, you know, like looking at these, like people are doing old school and stuff like that. And it sounds cool. Like it truly does. But like, you know, Alpha Forty and stuff like that. Revive. I can't. I, I can't touch that stuff. You know, I just can't mm. do it. So they wanted to make a format that was like that, but everyone could play. So they play Fallen Empires Forty, 
Oh God! And they're in like their ninth season or something. So they started sh- switching it around. Where I think it's it's um, Fallen Empires forty, but you can have like up to eight or nine homeland cards now, like throughout your whole deck Ooh, or something like you know, that for a treat. Yeah, right. You can have eight cards from the worst set ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they were saying that they were. I thought it was like a local thing, and I finally looked. And like the Facebook group had three hundred something players. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was talking to him, and he was like, "Yeah, me and my friends just kind of wanted to play it. We we made it up during COVID, and it started growing. And we have this guy that like was on the pro tour. He has those old pro tour cards. He's playing it, and we thought like, oh, here comes a tryhard. But like, he just really enjoys it. Now he pushes the word out there because people follow him, and there's people playing in like France, Australia. There's a guy in Japan. I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, you said wow, Fallen cool. Empires 40. What's that? You said Fallen Empires 40, right? Yeah, I can see um, you guys to show there. how affordable this format is. Oh, there yeah. are currently eight cards in the entirety of Fallen Empires set that cost more than two dollars. Yeah, <laughs> the most expensive is eight dollars and fifty cents for Rainbow Veil. Vale. Yeah, it was basically described to me as like forty dollars just about and you can have like a play set of every card in there and Pretty like, much. I mean, it's, yeah so um but it was just really cool sitting there chatting with chatting with him so, so just to give a people a brief explanation what is 40 when you say alpha 40 fallen empires 40 so it is it's just based off of like the 40 cards is the minimum that you can have in a deck and it's just based in that set. And then if they have like a separate, um, well, like a separate list of cards that you can have too. So it'll have its own like ban list or restricted list, things like that. I will check right now. I know that they, they do a good job of like um, updating the different things, but it's basically like, because you are limited in what you can pick, it's like a limit. you know, if we draft, or sealed the limited deck is 40 so it's just a smaller you know list that you're playing um and they were talking about too like it's it's something where so it's like set constructed but tighter yeah 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 it's just just a little smaller yeah you're, you're you have to put less bad cards in your deck yeah kind of you still have to put 40 bad cards in your except, deck yeah, yeah except i mean the, the entire deck is case, bad yeah. <laughs> So, you know, and like seeing, because I know like we've had, we've had David Lance on here talking to him. I know he plays old school and stuff like that. And it's just cool to see that the, what the community is around those, you know, it's because they're community driven that you can have people that like will try harder and stuff like that. You know, like if you want to say like, you're getting a little sweaty trying to get the shit done or cool. But like, if you win, you know, oh, the prize is, you know, this particular card and like people sign it or they put a stamp on it or something like that. And that's what's going on with this too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, yeah, this looks, this looks cool after, especially after talking to him, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I think I want to mess with this. I, I want to try it out. It's, it's online. Um, uh, for an example, I'm looking at, so this is for the June setup that restrictions for the month are as follows. Builds may contain up to nine cards from the Homelands expansion. Uh, Hand of Justice, you can play two. You can play zero hymns, 
two dry spells, zero apocalypse chime, and two serrated arrows. All other cards are up to four. Uh, traditional sideboard, you have five cards in your sideboard, and that's it. Nice. Um, and they use modern rules of mana burn, like things like that. It's, so it's um, it's it looked it's interesting. Like I said, like they have a trophy cards, and all this stuff is just um donated you know like it's it's not like there's prize money or you know we're not paying to be into this league it's just, it's just for free and you're just sitting there having fun hmm. so it was cool to see that uh and, and talk to someone who was ma- you know made the group um and see that like just from the beginnings and why they created it you know like, like again like when we talked to rob seeing you know talking to, to someone about the origins of this thing that's really cool now um so i'm i'm gonna look into it i think it looks cool you know and if i don't like it then i wasted 40 dollars and i've done way more on you know worse things uh shout out to shane bieber for fucking up two of my last parlays because he can't get fucking five strikeouts but hey whatever yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so hey you know i i've done worse so i think it's this is something i'll look into just especially because <laughs> the community and they were saying too like no one they're going on their ninth or tenth season of it which is just a month i believe um no one has repeated a win nice. like of the tournament things it's it's nice. pretty spread out you know so I'm like, I'm, I'm looking into it. So it sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds fun. Yeah. Check yeah. that out. And that, that was my thing. Like when Luke, I mean, you remember when we played bad deck Tuesday, Oh, that was like one of our LGSs. when yeah. everyone's playing shitty cards, like it's pretty fun. You mm-hmm. start doing these like terrible things, but like here there's no combo decks that you can like play off of. So it's just like, okay, yeah, here's a two, one with swamp walk maybe. And, I'm just gonna keep attacking you. The two one with conditional swamp walk sounds like it's a powerhouse in that format. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the combo. Your swamp yeah. walker with their swamp. That's it. Yeah. So, and it's like I said, it looks cool. Everyone shares their deck lists and stuff, and just has fun with it. So, um, when I was chatting to him about it, it was it was funny because the person next to me had APAC lands. And I was like, "Oh, hey, someone else of like great taste. I, I can show you. I'll, I'll show you mine. You know, I, I pull out my my burn list that has all twenty of my Mount Fuji signed. And we were sitting there talking about him. And then we brought this up. And he goes, "Oh, he's like, I have my deck right here. And he pulls out these unsleeved cards with a rubber band wrapped twice around it. And he goes, <laughs> "There's my deck." <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I'm like this. This is awesome. <laughs> so I was like, like does I'm everyone in. like play into it? Like you can only use lands from that era too. He goes, use whatever you want, man. He goes, some people sleeve, some people don't. He's like, you'll see the rubber bands. You won't. It it, it is what it is. You know. He's like, it doesn't really matter. So I'm uh, I'm in on that. It's you get what you want out cool. of it. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's my thing. Like to try and get back to the idea of that i'm i'm not able to play magic as much as i would like to or used to 
And there's also times when like we're playing this game. And again, I, I have to keep reminding myself this all the time that it is a game and I'm trying to do this for enjoyment. Yes. There are times where I want to, um, I want to do well. If I sit down with my legacy deck that I've spent a lot of time playing and, you know, going over different things and spending money on it, let's be real with ourselves. I want to perform well, but I also want to have fun. And if this is a thing where it's hella cheap, kind of like my pauper decks, the idea that I can sit down and just have a blast with it, playing shitty cards while they're playing shitty cards. Yeah. Okay. I could be in man, you know, mm-hmm. like, let's do it. <laughs> Wait, are you going to make another battle box? I don't know about that. I mean, we'll <laughs> see if the cards start getting like they, they were, t- he was saying, uh, like if I'm looking for any cards, he goes, just let me know. He's like, I'll, I'll just send them to you if we meet up somewhere. He goes, I, he buys collections and goes through and sorts everything. And then it's like, all right, these cards are all trash. And he just kind of sets them aside. He doesn't get rid of them. And then like this format came out and he's like, Oh, okay. Like we're going to use them. They're still trash, but he's like, we could use them. Mm-hmm. And someone's interested in the format. Okay, cool. He goes, I'll ship someone a deck. Like, yeah, just throw me a couple bucks for shipping. Okay. And then sure. you have a deck and you can play and, you know, like I said, they're all going to be bad, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm I'm going to look into it. I think it'll be cool. Uh, is it another ridiculous fucking thing that I'm trying to do? Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, it, having fun is the, the end game, so that's what we're here it's for. It's one of those, like, don't try to build a good deck because they don't exist. Yeah. Just try, try to build the not worst deck. Yeah. Like this, like I'm looking at these and it's like, this is pretty much like a crab deck someone made. Nice. They named it Oyster Bed. <laughs> crab like, Tribal. Pretty much, man. Like a couple counter spells. Like it, it just looks wild, you know. But the Javelineers, um, those are pretty good. Some Dwarven catapult, Catapults. Yeah. I mean, here's some orcish captains and dwarven ponies. Like, I could be down with this. <laughs> so I'm going to look into it, and uh, hopefully I'll have something fun to report back with. <laughs> I swear to God, Dom, if you get me into another stupid thing. I mean, when he gets you into another stupid <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's just, is it going to be this one or That's the next fair. one? That's fair. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Do you guys been able to play? I know, Ian, you said you've been starting to again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will admit, I expected us to talk about three different formats during this podcast, but Fallen Empires 40 wasn't one of them. <laughs> you didn't have that on your bingo card? No, it I turns out I did not have that on my bingo card. <laughs> Um, so I did end up going to a, um, a team event out in PA. Um, I played a pioneer RCQ on Saturday with that Rakdos sacrifice list, mm-hmm. mold to five and like four different games, no two dropped. And then proceeded to play the same, um, play the same deck in the team event. Um, went three and two with that. Ended up beating the creature decks, losing to the combo decks. Not too big of a surprise. 
Um, team ended up in seventh place, which was awkward because it was a top six cut. Mm. Um, but we got paired into the only other X one X and ones that could not draw. Um, so we ended up having to play it and opponent basically had like two turns to draw one out. Um, I knew six of the seven cards in their hand because I knew the, I knew one of them was a land. I knew five cards that he got off of the Traxa. And then he had one card left, and I, it was just the card he drew for a turn. Mm-hmm. And if it was not a stubborn denial, then I would furnace rain his Atraxa, attack him for seven with the Atraxa, um, a goblin token, a cat, make a copy of a cat and attack with that, and make exact lethal through his Tasker blocking. Unfortunately, he had the stubborn denial, so I died. Yeah, the stubborn denial, so none of that happened. Yeah. Mm. It's only a little awkward. But yeah. Still the blast over the weekend, though. Yeah. Um, and then as we were driving back on Sunday night, um, one of the guys that was in the car with me showed me a list from the Pioneer Challenge that happened on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it had some of my favorite cards in it, being Thraben Inspector and Thalia on the sideboard. And turns out that Red White Convoke and Pioneer is busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout I, out to Thraben Inspector. Yeah, Thraben Inspector is a hell of a card. One of my yeah. favorite cards too. I love. I have that card. Like, I try and play it in every deck I can. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I legitimately think I have 24 copies of that card. And that's not like an accident, you know? And yeah. eight of them are signed. <laughs> well, I think like 16 of them were in your battle box because there are a lot of white decks that all want that card. There's at least yes. two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Three Minute Spectre is one of those cards. Like, I played it for about a year and a half in standard when it was in the mm-hmm. format. And it's like, it's just being able to be aggressive with it, block with it, and just get value off of it. It's just so good. It's it's crazy. It's, it's like, and the fact that it, because it comes in with that clue, you can use it for so many other things. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you're going to be using it for... Gleeful Sabotage. I was going to say Gleeful Sabotage. That's the new one. Um, we use it in Pauper. You know, obviously, you can have mana. You can draw the card from it. That's fine. Um, it helps your artifact count for like one of the best removal cards in the format in uh, Galvanic Blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also sacrifice it and you know make your three goblins there all the time. So it's it's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a card that its floor, its very bottom floor is. A one mana one two that replaces itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, but yeah, so like that card is not terribly exciting. But like you said, all the other things it can do mm-hmm. make it terribly exciting. Um, so for anybody who hasn't seen the deck by now, um, the Red White Convoke deck, it abuses the hell out of 
Um, Gleeful Sabotage, being able to make three tokens for one mana. Um, in order to convoke out Venerated Loxodon or Knight Errant of Eos on turn two, potentially. Um, I've seen it on turn one once, but it requires like the literal nut. Mm -hmm. But um, is it one of those like you have to be on the draw and draw the eighth perfect card? It uh, requires four ornithopters. Perfect seven. Yeah. Four ornithopters, a white land, and a convoke creature. So not very, not very possible. No. But it is possible. Hey, I mean, um, that's all we're asking for, right? Exactly. So you're saying there's a chance. Um, but the, the deck is capable of such busted draws as turn one, Thraben Inspector, turn two, 14 power and play go. Or nine power and I just drew two creatures. Um, anytime you can start the game with one of those convoke creatures in play on turn two or turn three, you are very ahead in a format full of Fatal Push. Turns out Fatal Push doesn't kill five uh, the five drops. Uh, it's difficult for a lot of decks to kill the, fi the five mana convoke creatures. Mm -hmm. And even when they are able to kill it, you've gotten value off of either one of them. And then even in the games where you aren't able to play a Convoker or like you get Thoughtseize on turn one and they take it away, you're still just playing a creature token aggro deck. Yeah. Like I had a game against Mono Green where on my turn four, um, my opponent was on like, I think he was at 13 and had four or five blockers in play. Because, you know, it's monogreen. Like, they just do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I was able to convoke out a Loxodon with only two creatures game tap for it, find double Burning Tree off of that, cast Burning Tree, Burning Tree, and then a Goblin Bushwhacker and just kill him. Mm -hmm. Like, just out of nowhere. It's just like, wild. The, the deck is very aggressive, but also has a decent amount of staying power if there's any engine going on. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was at the RCQ on Saturday, uh, it was five rounds, so all you have to do is just 3-0 double draw. I did not drop a game until top eight. Like I just rolled over people. It wasn't even like I had the play and I had a nut draw. It's like I was on the draw and kept an okay hand. And then my opponent conceded on turn five. Mm -hmm. um, I did have one game where I did have the nut draw on turn one. Um, around turn two, I had 14 power. And my opponent conceded because all they did was play a Haunted Ridge tapped. And then, you know, they're dead because they're playing Rakdos. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of draws that this deck is capable of. And there's a lot of people who were saying that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not too worried about that deck. I have this this two of in my sideboard for it they can't beat that card I'm like okay cool that's a three drop you're on the draw put you down to six go i have a four four in play you wipe my board sweet mm -hmm. kill you anyway 
I am very much certain that if I had not gotten horrendous draws in the top eight, I should have won that RCQ. Yeah. Um, I molded to six both games against Rakdos, kept four land or four spells and two lands, and then drew seven lands in a row both games. Like that's that's the RNG that you do not want to see. No. 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 <laughs> I don't think there's a deck in the world that wants that. No. Well, maybe lands, but um, but yeah, so it's like the deck is just a super powerful things. I expect there to be a decent number of people on it at the RC in Dallas this weekend. I don't know if it's going to be like surprise, everybody's on it because you know, mm. people have known about it for two weeks now. People can play around it, but it is a very good deck. And if you can't interact with it, you better be killing them quickly. Well, now the big question is going to be what's the deck that beats it? You know, like what's what's the Boros killer? So I know, like into a creature deck, Rakdos Sack has always been good. I don't know if it's necessarily good enough to consistently win the matchup. Mm-hmm. We definitely have a lot of game to it. I also kind of want to try out. Um, there's the mono black waste knot deck that people have been playing a little bit of. I kind of want to play that and play four illness in the ranks in the sideboard and just see what happens. There, I could do it, but it's there's not like a there's not a ton of cards that are just like this is a hoser, like you can't beat this. Unless you guys have seen something that I haven't, but no. Uh, the the cards that'll fight it. I was looking at I'm looking at Sodex Twitter right now, and he was saying basically people are just bringing their sideboard cards in main. Now he's playing online, so like that's going to be more of a thing that's there. Um, but the three drop that you were talking about was probably Bloodline Culling was one of them. Creature token because you get minus two, minus two until end of turn uh, for one black, black. Uh, I know. I think his version was a little different. Did you run Skrell? I did not. Okay. So he was saying this was, this is his turn four. He has three lands in hand. He has Gigantha, excuse me, three lands in play. Gigantha in his hand, nothing else. Clearing spirit two Ornithopters, two Gleeful Demolitions, and Skrelver in his graveyard. And his opponent has a Thought Seize and a Bloodline Calling in hand. And he's he's like, yeah, he just ended up losing from there because he ran out of gas, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's interesting to see, like, they just needed to kill one thing, I guess, and then play Bloodline Calling. Like, mm-hmm. kind of get there. His opponent's at 11. So there's definitely ways to stop it, but yeah, he's saying this is game one, just kind of like where all the newer Eldrazi's were brought in, not Eldrazi winter, but when it was like, um, Bant Eldrazi and shit, Mm -hmm. everyone was starting to play their 
sideboard cards main is when I yeah. That's when magic really started to go downhill. Yeah, like um, worships. Yeah, yeah, worships. Um, just having chalice's main and stuff like that. It was like hmm. I, I think that could be a thing. You know, like if you're because the black decks are drawing cards, so I don't think it's like bad. It's not necessarily right? bad. I just don't think it's necessarily good, especially if you're playing in paper. Yeah, because online people switch decks in a heartbeat. Like, For sure, between mana yes, trade decks, card order. Like I was going to get into that. How people online, it's a lot more reactive to like, oh, this is the deck that won last weekend. You know, a deck wins on Sunday. Everybody's playing it Monday. Yeah, mm-hmm. online because it's so easy to get new decks and switch them up. Meanwhile, on paper, people will play the same deck for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say that, but. Ian, how many RCQs have you gone to and played the same deck? Zero. <laughs> Ian, no, 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 no. You are not allowed to use Ian as the example of a quote normal I mean, magic player. I guess my thought on that is if you're if there's the prize is on the line of these like decent invites that people are going after, they're going to find ways to make things work. They're going to borrow hmm. cards, you know. Yeah. So I I don't. No, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I just think it's more. It's more in online. No, absolutely, than it is in paper. And, and, yeah. and you know, the example I was giving too was online, so I get it. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I guess basically what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if we started to see these sideboard cards start making it main. Because, I mean, especially now, because the other side of Bloodline Culling is target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. That's mm-hmm. still a, a viable still card. It's not oh, yeah, like the board sweep for tokens, you yeah. know? Uh, because they made these modal cards or these these cards that have the options for them, which I believe is, I believe is because of Arena and because you could sit Just there and take a ones. shit and play. Yeah, you could play on your phone. You know, it's it's like you want these cards that cover more variety of options. So mm-hmm. I could just see that being a thing, you know, maybe they run two of these instead of, you know, four removal spells. So it's a two, two split just to kind of hedge. And like, mm-hmm. it's not going to work every time. hundred percent. You know, that's, that's why we play the game. You know, yeah. unfortunately RNG was, wasn't on the side of Ian in this last time, but like, if it was, we'd be sitting here hooting and hollering about, you know, our boys going to the fucking dance. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? So and I, I will even say with the game where I drew all those lands, like I had a good start anyway. My opponent had three fables that they played on turn three, four, and five. And I still was in that game until the bitter end. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the kind of deck we're talking about with this convoke deck. You can play all these hate cards, but there's still going to be draws that are just like uh kill you on turn three. Yeah. Um, and I, I did almost start laughing my ass off there because you're saying, Oh yeah, how many times have you played the same deck? I went through it in my head. I've gone to eight RCQs across two formats and played eight different decks. Yep. I've owned maybe two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um my quick question to you, and then we could move on or whatever. Why don't you play Skrull? So the reason that I wasn't playing it personally 
was I didn't feel like the ability was that relevant. Um, because on its own, it is a one-one in white, so it does tap for um for your convoke guys. It also is an artifact, so you can kill it with lethal demolition. That being said, the only matchup I really liked it in was against um, Mono Green. Mm-hmm. And even then, there's better cards for that effect, in my opinion. Because I don't really want to have a creature in my deck that is only good against their removal spell. Because my deck is just naturally good against removal anyway. Mm. Um, I'm playing Forbidden Friendship. Like, I'm playing all these X for ones. Um, playing a bunch of tokens. Like, I don't care if you kill something. I'm going to play something else. Yeah. So it it's not really about protecting the creature. And if I'm going for just an unblockable threat, it's only really good if i'm putting it on a 4-4 if i'm only able to attack with a 4-4 i've already lost Mm -hmm. because it means my opponent has a board state i can't get through yeah so i didn't really care for it in my build um the cards that people have been bouncing between have been anywhere between zero and four of legion's landing giant killer and Yotian Frontliner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Frontliner is the one that people will probably know the least. Uh, it's a one mana, one one artifact. Uh, when it attacks, another target creature you control gets plus one, plus one to end of turn. And it has Unearth for a white mana. So it's decent to blow up with your Gleeful Demolition. It's something you can cast off the green mana from Burning Tree Emissary. And then also with your blood tokens with uh, Valderian Epicure, you can pitch that and then just get it back. So it's it's not a bad card. It is kind of awkward having another one drop that doesn't convoke for white mana. Um, that's one of the biggest reasons behind Legion's Landing. Um, also, just being able to start making a token every single turn when you're in a racing scenario. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to make this one one to block your five six, Mister Mono Green. And then I'm going to attack you with all these. Yeah. Um, Giant Killer is another one where it is able to tap for white mana when you're convoking. Um, it also has a, a ability on it that can kind of be relevant. Um, three mana to kill Shieldred's not bad. Yeah. Um, and then two mana to tap creatures down can be okay in the late game, but it's really only specifically good against the Atraxa decks. It can kill Atraxa, it can tap Atraxa, doesn't matter. But the way that I looked at the deck was, if it's getting to a point where making one creature unblockable is good enough, Mm -hmm. the game already went screwy. So I can't rely on having this uh, Skrelv. Yeah, scroll. It's a weird game. Um, you can't really rely on having it at the point in the game where the effect matters. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really care to have it in there. Also, having it be legendary is shockingly relevant. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I guess I was kind of thinking if 
sideboard wise, like if that paired with Embercleave, is that mm-hmm. more of a win more thing? I think so. Because um, uh, I played two Embercleaves and two Magmatic Chasm in my sideboard. Yeah. Um, so the Magmatic Chasm is just if you don't have flying, you can't block this turn. Mm-hmm. So against Mono Green, it's literally just you can't block, kill you. Yeah. Um, I have the Embercleave in there as well for Mono Green to attack with my 4 4. You block it with an elf. Cool. Kill you. Yeah. Um, um, it's, I don't think the card's what you want in this deck. I could be proven wrong, but mm-hmm. for all I know, the RC is going to be won by a guy playing four of them. Yeah. But we'll see. I got you. I know. So that was the deck that I lost to playing Recto's Sacrifice. Uh, it was close. I mean, we got to game three, and I think I mulliganed to six, and they just had turn to um, tap a bunch of guys. Here's a Loxodon, turn three. Here's a Loxodon. Like, yeah, okay, I was dead. Kill you. Yeah. Um, the other person that was playing it there was running Throne of the God Pharaoh as well, and I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um just another way to kind of like get things going. Um, I'm looking at Sodak wrote a primer for this. It's actually really cool. I'm looking into it now. Um, it was sweet. Like like I said, the deck looks dope. I know we had talked about Legion Loyalist a little bit too, almost like a mirror breaker kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's cool. You know, aggro decks are dope. I love them. <laughs> Like people can talk shit if they want to, but I just think this stuff's this stuff's cool. Like you have to try and win with the top, you know, nine cards of your mm-hmm. deck. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're trying to do. And honestly, the best part about this deck too is it's super affordable. Mm-hmm. Like uh this list that um Todd Anderson posted today. Mm-hmm. Um he put on his Patreon. Um we did a huge write-up on why to play the deck, like why he made his card choices. Um, he put a lot of information out there. The list that he shared is $286. Mm-hmm. 200 of that is the mana base. Yep. Seems pretty solid. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, when we're talking about some of these... Let's be real. Some of these fucking cards, man. It's like <sighs> Sheldreds. I've been I've been trying to get Sheldreds for a while. Like I want to so bad, but then you know it's <clears throat> you look at it and they're like seventy bucks right now. Yeah, it's two seventy for, for a playset. Yeah, like so you're saying the playset is the deck is the deck you know yeah it's that's my thing like i i understand this is a this is totally a um oh i don't have to play this game like obviously if it's like a do i pay my rent or buy food or buy shoulders like I'm, i'm gonna eat and i'm gonna have a roof over my head but like, god damn. Wait, that doesn't mean <laughs> you don't like, want to. That's like the cheapest <laughs> one. You're telling me they printed children? There's like 16 different versions and the cheapest one. It's 270 yeah. for a playset. Like, fuck me, man. Oh. I was I was hoping 
that I guess we can kind of go into our next thing, maybe. I don't know how, how we're kind of doing this live here. I was hoping that there was the thing about the standard bands. When was the last time we did a recording, too? A month ago. Okay, so, so standards now a year longer. I guess we <laughs> not we that we're like a decent amount of stuff being busy. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about it, mm-hmm. so they basically they they are not they're they are skipping rotation for a year. They're trying to fix standard, and I I get I didn't really read the article of of their reasoning and stuff behind that. I assume it's just they want people to be able to play with their cards longer. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't know how it is everywhere else. I don't, I mean, from my house right now, uh, I'll say 40 minutes I could drive to and think of, think of and drive to like nine game stores, probably. I don't know any of them that are running standards, and I don't know any that are planning to. Yeah, and part of that's just because like, it's been at a point where standard has literally been the same for a year and a half. Yeah. With, with Dominaria and um, Neon Dynasty, that has been standard. Like, Rakdos Midrange has been the deck playing the majority of the cards from those two sets for a year and a half to two years now. Yeah. So, um, well, basically, we're we're bringing this up as well. So there was a ban and restricted update the 29th. We are recording this on the 31st, just the other day. Uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, Invoke Despair, and Reckoner Bankbuster all banned in standard. Two of those um, I definitely saw coming. One I'm not surprised on, and I thought there'd be like three or four more. Yeah, like so there was the fake leak or whatever that was coming out, and it was like they just picked like the best card in each color. And we're like, oh, this is the leak. Like, Wizards doesn't want you to know about. They're selling Pinkertons to your house to talk if you talk about this fucking leak. Like, so that was going around, whatever. I I thought there might be more. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I I talked earlier that I haven't really looked at Pioneer. I've looked at Pioneer stuff. I haven't played Pioneer. Uh yeah, every deck is fucking playing Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Every deck and just about every deck's playing Sheldred. Hmm. Um, are these cards like is Pioneer gonna is in for a shakeup too? Like if I, if we're talking about standard now is going to be huge, if they're gonna skip rotations for a year, like. Uh, so I think stand- on on Pioneer <laughs> power level the cards are fine. Yeah, there's a lot more answers to Sheldred and Pioneer. Um, specifically, Fatal Push. Um, mono green, like cool. You have a you playing a shielded on turn four, awesome. Make fourteen mana with my Karn in play and kill you. Yeah. Um, Fable being a two for one is still fine. There's other two for ones in the format. There's good planeswalkers in the format. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more ways to answer slash ignore shielded and Fable and Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, in standard, the problem was the best way to answer a shieldred was to play the black deck. So if you're playing the black deck, you're playing shieldred. Mm-hmm. Um, also having the curve of fable into shieldred 
because you've played against the card enough. You know, if I don't kill that goblin token now, the game is going to get harder. Mm -hmm. If I don't kill that goblin token within the next three turns, I'm going to lose the game. Just because the extra mana is huge. And then if you're ever able to activate the back half, it's huge. Yeah. So the removal in standard is not the best. Like there's not really a good two mana answer all. Closest thing you have is actually is power over kill. I don't think it's even in the format anymore. Hold on. Let me Uh... hold the standard deck. Like I keep blending Pioneer and Standard together in my head because let's be honest, the Rakdos deck is the same goddamn thing. I mean, there's Go for the Throat. Yeah, so you can play Go for the Throat. Yeah. So that is your cleanest answer. But there's a lot of things that you can play that don't die to Go for the Throat. Mm -hmm. But you have four clean answers. And if your opponent curves... Fable, Shieldred, Flip Fable. That is a three, a four, and a five that you need to answer. Yeah. Oh, and then by you the can, way, you can only have so many answer. answers before yeah. it's like, okay, are you going to play anything proactive? Yeah. So it got to the point where the best ways to play the format were to just play the grindy black deck. Um, yeah. And I, I just don't like it's standard. Just hasn't been interesting it hasn't really been fun because people have been playing against the same exact thing for the last two years yeah so when wizards wants to what wizard wants to do with the standard format now is they're trying to get it to a point where the new set can do something um like when eldraine comes out in the fall they want it to actually kind of have an impact mm-hmm in my opinion, the best way to do that would be to not extend standard by a year. Because, you know, you can just make it to all those really good cards that were too good for the other stuff. You can make those rotate out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it just seems there... like basic math, that the more cards that are in the format, the less impact a new card's going to have. Exactly. Like, it's, it's not that hard to figure out. Um, that being said, they're changing the way that they're doing their bands. So the banning on Monday this week um, is the first of two for this summer. Uh, This is the we probably needed to ban these cards anyway ban. Mm -hmm. And then every August, basically right before spoiler season starts for the fall set, they're going to have another window where they're where they will ban cards. So it's going to be very similar to like old ban list changes where every set release was when something could happen unless something was absolutely busted. Mm. So you, you knew the dates of the ban updates ahead of time. Yeah. So you knew like coming up, it's like, okay, I'm buying these cards. There might be a chance it gets banned in three weeks, but I have these two tournaments I'm playing before then. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, but then you're getting to a point where because they're not rotating those four sets, they need to ban cards in order to make the sets 
after be viable. Mm. So right now it was Fable, Bankbuster, and Invoke. They're they're chopping Rakdos back down to size. Hopefully the rest of the format can do something about it. Yeah. But I am fully expecting in August to have between four and six other bands. Um, not necessarily for straight power level, but for format change. Mm-hmm. And this is this is something they're going to do every <clears throat> August. They're going to force bands in order to change the way the format plays for the sake of diversity. And I think that's, like, personally, I think that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks if you're sitting on these cards. That it's like, oh, yeah, these Wandering Emperors, I have another year on them. Oh, they're banned but at the same time, I've been on the back end of so many bands over the last uh, 12 years of playing Magic that at a certain point, you realize, like, yeah, something got banned. But I've gotten my use out of it. A lot of these cards still have value because Commander players. Mm-hmm. So you're not losing a ton. It's not like they're coming over to your house and setting your cards on fire. Like, you just can't play it in standard. Yeah. But, like... Kitchen table players always love having planeswalkers. So Elspeth will be, or yeah, the Wandering Emperor will be fine. Mm-hmm. Commander players love planeswalkers. Like there's always going to be uses for these cards. So it's not that crazy. And I think you, you know, once you've been playing for a while, you reach that point where you just kind of get used to having cards banned. Mm-hmm. You just know that it's 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 the cost of doing business. It's the cost of playing good cards. Yeah, exactly. Is sometimes they're going to get banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, you really are, if you're a competitive player who has never had card banned out of a deck, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. Well, it's really annoying, and this might just be more of a reflection of me, my play style. The last, I don't know, two or three, maybe four cards that I've played that got banned, I was not playing the deck that was the reason it got banned. <laughs> like when looting got banned, I wasn't playing the Hogak deck. When Git Probe got banned, I wasn't playing uh, Infect. Those are like the big ones I can think of. You know, there were there's. It's it's that's when it's really annoying when it's like yeah. oh, but yeah, but I'm playing the fair deck that's playing this card. Mm. You get the splash damage. You were just playing the wrong deck. I mean, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I was, no, going back to what we were talking about earlier, no, I was playing the deck that I had, and I didn't want to spend the $11 billion on Hogax. No, we'll see sure. We'll see what happens with the with Standard. If, like, if, if it gets to a point where the format is larger and there's actually going to be larger tournaments, I will buy back into standard. Yeah. The the days where I was playing star city events back when it was, there's a standard tournament on Saturday and a legacy tournament on Sunday. And I would go to five or six of these every single year for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Back when that was the tournament style where you had a reason to play standard. That's why people played. It was the Pro Tour qualifiers, the Pro Tour, (laughs) GPs. Like, if Standard wasn't good, 
people still played standard because yeah. they would go to Grand Prix and go to Star Cities. They'd play in the Invitationals. Yeah. Watch well, the look, look at your team event that you went to. It was, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Legacy Modern Pioneer. Yep. Those, those tournaments used to be Legacy Modern Standard. Yeah. yeah. And they're not anymore because nobody wants to play Standard. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, like, Ian, you're saying even if Standard was bad, people would play because that was the event. Like, I, I, I understand that. But the prices of the standard decks probably weren't anywhere near what they are now. Um, I was regularly playing with three to four hundred dollar piles. Well, maybe at times, so. but not all the time. You know, so. Oh, I, I think it's really. interesting. I think that's just an, another thing to it. Mm. Obviously, not like the end all be all of it, but. Well, and then also, I think a problem you ran into in Standard a lot, and maybe this is the thing they're trying to encourage with making Standard longer, is there was rarely more than two or three viable decks in Standard. Like, top level. I shouldn't say viable. Like, tier one. <laughs> like, decks that you could expect to win a tournament with. Yeah. Not hope to win a tournament with. You know, so that I think is probably the big thing they're hoping to to change by expanding the card pool. Yeah, and because and if that and if that happens, it'll drive the prices down. True. You know, because what we were talking about, you know, when you play three, four hundred piles, that was what, like, you know, probably during the the four color rally deck days, where it was you played that deck or you lost. Pretty, you know. Oh, I mean, like I'll be honest. When that was the thing, um, that was like during Jace Rent's Prodigy standard. Yeah, uh, I played a nine hundred dollar four color Jace deck. <laughs> that was an outlier. Oh yeah, because that had like, uh, well, Jace's shot up. And yeah, then... like Jace was the shielded of that format. It was yeah. ninety dollars. Yeah, Jace almost got to hundred dollars. Yeah, and it was. Remember when that was the bad one of those five? That cycle of five. Yeah, and then people played with it for like two days and I realized they were wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing with like these NFL analysts and stuff that get, you know, oh, hey, uh, immediately the draft just ended or whatever sports draft just ended. We'll give you grades of these people. It's like, you don't know a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> and weather people. But hey, that's that's another, that's a story for another day. That's, that's, a, that's an Ohio thing. That's a... <laughs> It blows my mind sometimes when you go to other states and other places and they're like, wait, you actually, your weatherman was right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you said it was going to be sunny. What the hell? Yeah. What kind of witchcraft chance. is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of, oh, yeah, it's probably going to rain. Oh, never mind. It's not going to rain. But it is snowing. Yeah. And now it's yeah. sunny and it's 80 degrees. Welcome to Tuesday. And by the way, that was real time. That's not like time lapse. <laughs> yeah. That is a real time conversation we will have here in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -mm -mm. Well, all right. Last thing. Well, I, I say last thing, but you know how we ramble. Last thing. <laughs> last thing on the agenda. About. Yeah, last thing on the agenda. I like that. Lord of the Rings cards have started to be spoiled. Mm -hmm. um, this might be what gets my wife into magic. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know about you guys. Like, are are you super into Lord of the Rings? Are you just like passive fans? Do you not give a crap about it? Uh, I have always had an idea of getting the door of Durin tattooed on my forearm. Um, so yeah, this is I'm why we're friends. <laughs> and I, I, I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm wondering, so we've talked about on here, how we play star Wars galaxy of heroes, capital mm-hmm. games, which is runs that just released their Lord of the Rings game. And we've been jamming. A couple of us have been jamming that too. Made a mm-hmm. guild and everything. Um, that's been fun. Uh, I have I have a friend that just one, only one. Yeah. Um, he was talking about like reading more books this year and all this stuff. He always wants to read these books and stuff. And he was talking about he was reading The Hobbit. I'm like, oh my god, I love The Hobbit. I think I read it, you know, maybe nine or ten times. You know. And then it comes out later on when we were talking about it again. He hasn't read or seen any of the books or the movies. And I was like, I am jealous of you. And I am so excited for you. Yes. To be able to sit and read, like, to read those books for the first time again, to watch the movies for the first time, too. I'm like, oh, my God. Especially, like, especially later in life. Yeah. So being able being able to go in and like know that he's watching the or he's reading the Hobbit for the first time, and then he's going to go and read the Lord of the Rings, yeah. And then he has all these things in his head, and then he's going to get to go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I, instead I said, of hey, like, I said uh, when you read them because he wants to read them all and then watch them. I said when you're done reading them, let us know. I want to watch it because I want to watch them again here soon. Yeah. I said I want to sit down and watch them with you. I'm 100 percent down. Like I'm I'm so ready. And how much thing. are you going to be watching the movie, and how much are you going to be watching his face for like okay, 50, 50. Both. Yeah. Huh? Huh? It's going to be especially real... when like you know that there's something cool about to happen, yeah. and then like me and Dom just turn and look at him. Yeah. Now he, that, now he will have read the books at this point. Remember, he will have read the books at this point. So it won't be like complete surprise. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be surprised, but like yeah. there's some stuff in there where it's like seeing it on screen well, for the first time. Well, you know the fucking. Um... Uh, what's it like there's all the reels and it's probably on tiktok and all that shit too and like aragorn kicks the helmet he, he loves out the scream and everyone's yeah. like just sitting there looking at the person who hasn't watched it yet like oh yeah he actually broke his foot during that time and that's why he, that's why he was screaming those were real screams like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm excited for that i want him to read it and then i can show him these things because he's also interested in magic Mm-hmm. wanting to play and i was like oh boy my guy you yeah. are picking what seems to be the perfect time uh to bring these things together yes so here here's where i am with this too you know uh so i've seen the the lord of the rings trilogy movies mm-hmm. i have not read any of the books any i have started the hobbit once or twice and i don't remember why i stopped but i did i haven't read any of the lord of the rings books i haven't seen any of the hobbit movies Hmm. that's a lie i saw most of the first one i fell asleep yeah (laughs) and And then uh, then there's me i've been literally listening to the audiobooks while at work the last like week and a half 
Man, I'm you know what? Maybe I should do that because I have a, an Audible subscription. Maybe I should just get the audiobooks because the podcast I was listening to, I'm like literally three minutes away from finishing it. Mm-hmm. It was a James Bond rewatch podcast. So, um, but yeah, if you if you do download them, um, if you start with The Hobbit and go through Return of the King, I think it's about sixty hours. So like, it's not bad. That's a lot. It is, but when you're doing other stuff, like <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. When you're it's sitting like in there, the car, like, being mindless anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the car. It's working. It's hmm. on the eight-hour drive to Michigan and back. Yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like that's one of the books. Yeah, that, yeah, that right. Michigan and back will get you through the Hobbit. Yeah, and I know my wife won't be upset about it because she loves. Tolkien. Like, I think she's read the Similarian. Oh, yeah. So she's into the lore. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's like looking at a lot. So, of anyway, the... back to magic. Yeah, back to magic. <laughs> looking at a lot of the spoilers. This is, this is a magic podcast. Did you guys know this is a magic No, it's a food podcast. podcast. Wait. Oh, it's right. Food. Uh, probably some sports betting in there. Fuck yeah. you, Beaver. Um... <laughs> But uh, so looking looking at all of the cards, you can tell that these were not based on the movie. No, these... partially because there's characters in here that are only in the books. Yes, there are scenes that are only in the books. Mm-hmm. The flavor text is direct quotes from Tolkien. Yeah, like this, like every single card. I have never been so excited for a spoiler season. Or every single card is a character that I love from the books, like referencing something that I've seen, like, or even just the art on these cards is fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, I legitimately have not been this excited for a set since like we went back to Ravnica just because Ravnica, like RTR, was the first step, the first time that I was like getting into competitive magic. So going back mm-hmm. and seeing a lot of the same stuff again was really cool to me. Mm-hmm. This though, I this have, is dope. As hell. I have like subconsciously been like wanting this set for twenty years. As mm-hmm. I'm as I'm scrolling through this, they are doing some like cute, funny things. Like there's nine different Nazgul arts, and you can have nine Nazguls in your deck. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, you can. Yeah. Like, they're doing that. Like, there's a second breakfast card. Mm-hmm. Like, but then there's there's all of these different synergies and everything. Like, there's a couple different Bilbos. Um, there's a couple different Frodo's. And it's, it's at a point where if there's something you wanted to do in a Lord of the Rings-themed magic set, they have already made a card for it. Mm-hmm. The lore behind these cards is amazing. The flavor is awesome. The art is beautiful. And the best part is the best part. None of them are broken. That was the thing I was worried the most about mm-hmm. was that it was going to be, oh, yeah. If you equip Frodo with the ring and then you attack and hit your opponent, then they lose the game. Or like just having all these busted cards. But no, like these are just playable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like there's 
maybe two cards that are legacy playable, which out of a set like this, you'd expect one to be busted. Mm-hmm. But there's one that's good. But it doesn't go into Delver, which is even better. Yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about it. Um, my cousin who sold all his cards and, you know, still knows how to play and will play, like, if we have extra decks and shit. Me and him are splitting the commander decks. Um, the 18 cards that come together to f- have this huge... Um, this huge like mural i am planning to buy one of each and i want to frame it mm-hmm. because sadly they are not having any prints of any of these cards uh, i think it was like due to licensing and it was most of it or all of it was digital things like that but so that's sad um but yeah i mean it's this is definitely from the books i, I think a big problem that people have and um unfortunately is is that like oh they saw the they saw the movie and it's like well that's that's lord of the rings and i understand we were just like gushing about the movies they're done really really well but that's not the only way to fucking look at it not exactly you know what i mean well and you can tell that this is not the movies because like you look at the frodo cards there's there's two i'm seeing so far and neither one of them is elijah wood yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely (laughs) you know Um, so that's kind of cool yeah i think i i'm i'm just gonna say it and i don't really care I've, I've cussed enough on here already um the outrage of the bullshit of people getting upset that aragorn is darker skin go fuck yourself okay yeah. if did you ever fucking read the book probably not get the fuck out of here i don't give a shit it's stupid this i am so excited about this stuff that i uh, Unfortunately, I saw someone like retweeted something and there was these arguments that were going on in there and I was reading it and I was I was sad that like that's what things were going to. But I understand people suck and that's just how fucking things are. Right. But I was like, I I had to get away from him. Like, I'm, out, I'm out of the comment section because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here getting I'm getting heated against people who you know, or sitting wherever they're sitting, talking shit, that's fine. And I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy the hell of this set. Like, this is going to be me spending money on sealed product and supporting my LGSs because, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to get all those commander decks. We're going to buy sleeves for these and I'm going to buy these cards. Like, I I might buy some boxes of it. I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm going to buy my singles and stuff. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be spending money on this set because it looks so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like they thought about all of these things and like, literally I, now I'm sitting here scrolling as we're talking about these things and seeing that the 18 cards that I'm talking about is one thing where it's one huge picture and they, they chopped it up into 18 cards. Okay. Where I scroll down and now here's nine more. Yeah, here's another three, another three, another three, yeah. a six, and a four, like, a, like it's just there's holy so much shit. Good art. Like just just the art off of these. And again, it's it's going to be, you know, a, as someone who's starting to gather the art and the appreciation for these things, like I'm yes, I'm upset that I'm not gonna be able to get bigger versions of these. Okay. That's okay. I'm gonna get these, I'm gonna fucking buy them, I'll sit 
you know, I'll find a way to make them look nice in a frame. I'm going to stick up on my wall because these these are legitimately art. Like yeah. the, what this is going on, you know, it's it's so cool to see this. Um, and I, I'm going to be honest with you, Tom, there's nothing stopping you from getting a JPEG of the art. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Through a printer and having them blow it up and print yeah. it out on nice paper. It's yeah. Like, I tell you what's going to be dangerous is like I know we've I talked about my APAC lands and everything. There's a possibility that every other deck I own is going to have these full art land like map lands. Oh my god! Them. I just got down to the lands. Holy yeah, these shit. are they're amazing. Like I I am so pumped for them. You know, I I think it's super cool. Uh, my one issue right now is that Rivendell taps for blue. Yeah, it feels like a green card. I feel like that's a little weird, but hey, that's fine. Whatever. There's there's a river going through it. Yeah, I mean, we we could sure you know sure, it, it but it's literally it a it's, it's literally a forest surrounded city in a mountain. Yeah, and it's blue. Like, come uh, on. But yeah, I'm listen. But the green one's the Shire. You can't make yeah. the Shire no, not but, green. Yeah, yeah. I get it. you know they could have two green ones. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in on this set. Like the other things, I've I know I've griped about stuff. Um, I think the secret layer that was what the fuck was it? The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I did not like that. Didn't like it at all. Um, the Street Fighter ones. Now that that was just other cards with like different art. Okay, that was fine. The 40k decks, Warhammer 40k decks, were awesome. Yeah, and we don't not, we don't play 40k at all. Yeah, I'm not huge into it. I I love the idea of it, and it's it's so much of a like a mountain of information and lore for me that I'm I stay away from it. But I'll I'll, I'll dabble here and there. Those were fantastic. Yep, I think those were so good. Um, I could see this. I I know there was some discussion about this, like because this was just going to be a commander deck at first, then they make it into this whole set, and I could see why. Like, how many commander decks would they have had to make to put all these cards out? Like, you you literally opened the floodgates of Tolkien's work. They broke the dam. They released the river. That's what I mean. Like, I, I'm not going to steal this card, like, because... I was I'm pumped for it too, but like Ian, you talked about like Tom fucking Bombadil is a dude, card. Dude. And, and oh like, my god, I cannot wait for this deck. <laughs> this is what I mean, right? I'm like, I'm in on this stuff. I'm so, so excited for it. Uh so I'm not gonna go into the lore side of who Tom Bombadil is, but for the card we don't got itself, that kind of time. The card itself is Wooberg for a four four. Legendary God Bard. At the as long as there are four or more lore counters among sagas you control, Tom Bombadil has hexproof and indestructible. Mm. Already strong, you know. But when the final chapter ability of a saga you control resolves, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a saga. Put it into play. You can only do it once per turn. But if you just start going, start popping off, there's a lot of really good sagas out there. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. But not only that, this just seems like a really fun deck. Yeah. I listen, I'm in. 
I'm, I'm so the mad. thing I notice, you know, talking about dumb, crazy deck ideas. There are four Gandalfs. You can play Gandalf Tribal. Mm-hmm. And it would only be, I think, three colors? Because yeah, you get um, Gandalf the White and Mono White. You yeah, it would get... be just guy. Yeah, you get Gandalf, Gandalf the Gray the white is, is white, blue red. So is Gandalf White Rider. Gandalf Friend of the Shire is blue. Yeah. And then Gandalf the Gray is, is it? Because, sure. Because making him colorless and gray would be too cool, I think. Yeah. Because he's a wizard. So he's got to be, is it? So one of them has to be, is it? It's true. Um, But yeah, like the the art in these cards is beautiful. The flavor is there. Like the fact that they went more than just the movies. These are 100% like art pieces and card designs from one nerd to another. Mm -hmm. Like these people put their heart into this set. Yeah, because this this set is two years in the making. Yeah, it was announced in summer of 2021, and it was originally supposed to just be commander decks. There's going to be a couple of commander decks that were going to be legal for modern and legacy, and then I can guarantee they were just going through. It's like, oh, but we got to make this card. We got to make this card. Yeah, right. <laughs> they but, just keep adding but we got, things but why, We can't just have Gandalf the White. We have to have Gandalf the Gray. And we have to have Mithrandir. Like, come on, let's, let's just keep going, keep going, keep going. And then this happened. Yeah, and they have their, like, document that's, like, their master document of all the cards. And they're like, okay, so what are we at? Uh, 740. Shit, this isn't going to go into four commander decks, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, this is 233 new cards yeah not to mention the expedition style reprints like bridge of casa doom is ensnaring bridge um let's see let's go through there's a couple other ones um balan's tomb is ancient tomb and then wasteland got reprinted as well um i can't remember which one that was Oh, uh, Paths of the Dead is a Cavern of Souls reprint. Let's see. Bangorn Forest has Yavamaya. There's there's so many good reprints here. <laughs> the Party Tree is the Great Henge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Valley of Gorgoroth. That was the Wasteland. Yeah, because wasteland. why wouldn't it be? Like, I oh my god! I just found rag. <laughs> I just found Radagast. <laughs> I didn't see that as a card until just yeah. now. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like I, I keep looking at these and I keep trying to stay on top of it, and I see new things that are being brought out or like things that I missed. Birds and beasts you control have word one. Yeah, oh, I love it. Um, I I will say though too. Oh my god, the soul ring that they're doing. What is that? That's yeah, so soul rings, I should say. So there's three different serialized versions of the soul rings. Um, three hundred for the elven, uh, three hundred for the elves, seven hundred for the dwarves, nine hundred for the humans. Yes. So it's they're it, like the art is so good too. And it's in Elven. Yeah. I'm so down. Oh my god. I cannot wait for this set. I might have to buy a box or two. 
like like straight up if i buy a box like we're drafting it yeah like don't yeah. care i mean twist my arm but all right fine <laughs> i'm i'm in oh and we should also make sure we mention that um these are going straight into modern yes they are modern and legacy and vintage legal yeah mm-hmm. just not standard um so there obviously are... with the caveat of if it's a reprint you can play it in the format that it's legal in true but all of the lord of the rings cards are all new cards so that's not gonna be an issue yeah um but there are actually surprisingly a couple of these that are going to be legacy playable um two of which specifically stand out to me um there's one in green and one in black which usually when you're thinking about these are going to be busted they're usually blue or red or both so one of the cards is a rare uh is delighted halfling uh so it's green for a one two uh it's a halfling citizen uh tap to add a uh, yeah, tap to add a mana or have to add one mana of any color spend this mana only to cast a legendary spell and that spell is uncounterable turn one this turn two to fairy good luck opponent yeah or I turn one this turn legendary two creatures out there or legendary spells not even creatures mm-hmm. yeah so it's you can do planeswalkers you can do creatures you can do that weird cycle of sorceries from uh Dom- or um not dominaria um yeah dominaria yeah it's dominaria that was the legendary uh set Um, other than you know legends so that that set or that card i think is actually going to be relatively solid um it will see modern play it will see legacy play in some number Mm -hmm. it's not going to be anything insane it is going to be build around card but for years noble hierarch was a very good card in both modern and legacy Mm mm-hmm this is I think it's going to go side. back to what you said about like none of them are broken. So like this isn't going to warp the format, but it's going to yeah. be playable. Yeah, it's not going to be a death right shaman where everybody's playing it, but there are going to be people who will play it. Um, and then the card in black that I'm actually rather excited for. Um, it is one in a black, or orcish bowmasters. Mm-hmm. Uh. It is a 1-1 with Flash. And then whenever Orcish Bowmasters enters the battlefield and whenever an opponent draws a card except for the first one they draw on each of their draw steps. So it has the whole Breacher wording on it. It deals one damage to any target. Then a Mass Orcs 1. Uh, so a Mass Orcs 1 is... Like just a copy paste from War of the Spark, um, where you would amass um, your zombie horde. So you would, if you don't have a zombie army, you would make one mm-hmm. as a zero zero, and then put a counter on it. And then the next time you would amass, your army would get bigger and bigger and bigger. And if they ever killed it, you just start making a new army. So that's the same thing for this. But the big thing about this card is in Legacy, there's this little fringe playable card 
a brainstorm. That's the card I was just thinking of. How this would be funny to, in response to your brainstorm. Yeah. So your opponent you take plays four, and I get a four-four. Even better. Even better. Response to your brainstorm. Flash in this Orcish Bowmasters. Ping you for one. And I'll make a one-one. Brainstorm resolves. I will ping your Darcy for three. Kill it, and now I have a four-four. Untap. Attack for four. This card might get me to buy Scrublands. Are you guys familiar with the deck Dead Guy Ale? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> I figured Dom would be because it's a very him deck. But Dead Guy Ale is basically black-white hate bears. Um, the original version of the deck was like Tide Hollow Sculler, Him to Turok, Thoughtseize. You can play Thalia in it. You can play Orcish Bowmasters in it. You can play Stoneforge Package. Um, like the old builds of this deck played Vindicate and Sinkhole. Like Wastelands, just blow up all of your opponent's stuff, make it so they can't play the game anymore. I'm a Death and Taxes player right now. That's kind of what I do. But adding in other cards where it's like, cool, I'm going to make this into like a random janky ephemerate deck. I can play Black White Scam with Orcish Bowmasters and stuff in it. Like there's a lot of options. And I'm very excited to throw away play points online with this deck. Yeah, I mean, it's it feels like it would fit right in. Yeah. At least for that part, like, sounds dope. That deck always seemed, like, super interesting to me. <clears throat> you could just, like, kind of run up and play it at some points. Mm -hmm. So, I'm in, you know. <laughs> I figured you would be. Yeah, that's how it goes. And to bring it all full circle, you can play Thraven Inspector in it. There it is. You can play Thraven oh, Inspector. Sold. I mean, you know. I think I have one or two scrub lands. We might uh we might have to do some brewing there. <laughs> I'm in, dude. Because people people thought it was like painful just having to play around Sphere of the Labyrinth. Now what a Sphere of the Labyrinth lets you draw the cards, but it kills your creature and makes a four four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Like especially if you have a Thalia in play and they had to pay two for it. So they're mm -hmm. like they're tapping their two lands that they have in play. So they can't daze it, they can't force it, and just play this, kill your creature. Like I'm I'm looking forward to this deck. I don't care if it's good, but I'm gonna play it. It has well, stopped us before. Yeah. <laughs> and it won't stop us again. What are you new? <laughs> I'm looking through and just looking at some of this like funny like what we were saying earlier about how they just had a lot of fun with this. Like this pump spell, Pippin's Bravery. Mm -hmm. Green for green, one green for an instant. You may sacrifice a food. If you do, target creature gets plus four, plus four till the end of the turn. Otherwise, it gets plus two, plus two. Because, of course, the Hobbit has the card based around food. Well, yeah, yeah. why wouldn't they? Food tokens look great. 
Yeah, the, the food tokens look yeah. great. The work army tokens look great. Like there's just there's a lot of good stuff coming. I'm, there's I'm a lot of things to be excited excited about here. Yeah. I'm here for it. I just pulled up the, the food tokens again and I'm hungry. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll we still have another hundred or so cards, I think. Um sorry, ninety-eight cards to get spoiled from the Lord of the Rings set. We'll come out in a couple of weeks. Mean, we're still um, three weeks away from its release. It's 20, yeah. June twenty third is the release. So So we'll probably get like 30 cards next week, 30 cards the week after, and then drop everything. Yeah. Um, but I, this this is going to be a really fun set to play with. And, as and Wizards, as we're, we're still waiting list. to get our preview card. That's right. Yeah. Saying. True. Our email is open. Um, but for now, from all of us here at the Pre-Game Effect Podcast... Hope you all have a good rest of the night, and hopefully we'll see you sooner than we did this time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is the well, plan. As we do every time, we promise we will try to get better at recording on a regular schedule. <laughs> yes. But, hey, but wedding, this time wedding is it. done in three weeks, and then I'm literally just working a job and hanging out with you guys. So it's going to be a lot easier from there. That's fair. <laughs> Nine to five makes it a lot easier. It does. All right, so like I said, y'all have a good rest of the night. Bye, everybody. See you.